At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the last Friday of 2022 Big Bets. Dave Ross, Amal Shaw, back at you here from South Point Casino Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. I hope you had a good, refreshing couple days off. Always good to have you back in the house, my friend. Uh, Couple things we have to get to. Now we got a lot of college football going on today, right? Maryland right now, by the way, I don't even know the name of the bowl. Ten to nine in an ACC matchup against NC State, an old ACC matchup with the Wolfpack and the Terrapins right. right now. Yeah. And they haven't played since Maryland left the conference to, to join the Big Ten. Uh, Maryland, by the way, I had the money line first half came through. It was a sweat at the end. All these punts and field goals for NC State. From what you've seen in the first half, and I you know, was just checking some of the screens there in the second half here, and we love doing some in-game because we don't get those opportunities like Femi and Wes get every right. night on Live Bet tonight. Uh, so I look at it, and the, the adjusted total is down to 40 and a half, and Maryland right now uh, is getting a point in the second half. After what I've seen, there's nothing to shy away from the Maryland overall play. If you're a Maryland backer, you just stay stand pat with what you have. Yeah, I think so. No reason to uh, jump ship at this point in time. I took the Terps here on the money line. Uh, didn't get as good of a number as we're showing here right now, plus 115, but took the plus 110. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Maryland should win this football game, or at least I believe they do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, NC State, I've not been a big fan of this team all year. I, I think they play in a weaker league, and their record of 8-4 and four is a little bit deceptive that they were in the SEC or the Big Ten. I think they're probably a 500 team or below it in the SEC. Duke's Mayo Bowl. And again, there is somebody there, I believe a former lineman for Texas A&M, who's eating a vat of mayo as the game is in process. A former lineman for A&M? 
I don't don't know what the connection is, but um, yeah, that apparently is is uh, in fact fact, which is disturbing on different levels. That you're going to eat a whole vat of mayo, Duke's mayo bowl, throughout the game. Amal Shaw, what would be the number that I'd have to give you to say, Amal Shaw, would you please eat a whole thing of mayonnaise, and you have four quarters to do it? How big are we talking? Well, I, that's the, there's a price for everybody. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about the monetary. I'm talking about what's oh, the size of the jar. Of the con- great yeah, question. Yeah. You need to know the particulars of 100%. <laughs> when I think of that, I think of like an oversized, like a, like a big popcorn bowl of mayo. Let's put it this way. It exceeds Duke Mayo's uh, <laughs> revenue for the year in 2022. <laughs> Going to have Nick Whalen join us as he always does at the bottom of this first hour to talk more NFL with him. Uh, again, very quickly, last night, I do want to just look ahead. Uh, East Cowboys, by the way, get that win over the Titans. I was talking with Steph, doing a great job uh, producing for us for the last week or so. And, you know, she's like, what a, what a perfect ending. If you had the Cowboys 13 and a half and you had the under 40 and a half. I, like, you know, we're out here in Vegas. Right. You do this for a living. We do this for a living. And sometimes you marvel at how good numbers makers are. Sure. By the way, the team total for the Cowboys yesterday was 26 and a half. Yep. The team total for the Titans was 13 and a half. I, we're talking about hooks on everything them all. Yeah. But depending on which numbers you got, I had the Cowboys first half land six. That went down in a blaze of glory to quote Bon Jovi. But the 10 did get home. I get the better of the number there. It did go up to 13 and a half, but the Cowboys still cover those numbers. Yeah, really a tight game against the numbers. It's funny you said that I was looking at that yesterday, very close in terms of where the numbers came out. But uh, Dallas coming through here. It was interesting. I didn't see the game last night. Were you impressed? What did you think of Joshua Dobbs? Good, bad, indifferent? Better than Malik Willis. Like, you know, and I was sitting here yesterday on the show saying that having those tickets, Cowboys 10, and then you saw the number bolt up to 13 and a half with the news of Joshua Dobbs starting over Malik Willis. And then it it just clicked in my head. Mike, Mike Vrabel knows what he's doing. Right. He was coach of the year for a reason. He said, I'd rather take a guy off the street in Joshua Dobbs and get him ready for the biggest game of the year next week in Duval versus getting Malik Willis ready for that game. So he made a command decision that said, I'd rather have a guy that was on a couch two weeks ago and quarterback my team in the biggest game, not this week against the Cowboys. This game didn't mean anything for for the Titans, but rather next week. And you know what? We'll figure out what those numbers look like next week. I understand exactly what Mike Vrabel was doing. Played all his backups and got a backup quarterback who was not employed a week ago to get ready to play the biggest game of the year next week. Well, for people that are unaware, Joshua Dobbs was like a 3-8-3-9 aeronautical engineering major at Tennessee. He knows where the football is supposed to go. I'm so glad you brought that up. He's a smart guy. Yeah, absolutely. Not saying Malik Willis isn't. I'm just saying Joshua Dobbs knows where the football is supposed to go. I don't know that Malik Willis knows that yet. And I think Mike Vrabel would rather go down with that with a guy that can run the system versus a guy that he has questions about as a rookie. I, I would agree with you. And when you look at uh, a guy like Willis who's been inconsistent, it's hard with a veteran like when I say veteran, I know Mike Vrabel is the coach, but I'm looking at it from his standpoint. He played 14 years. Yes. Right? Like, guy like him is like, yo, we're not letting this guy destroy us here. So they're going to go elsewhere. It's going to be interesting in terms of how this one plays out now. Um, do we have any idea what the early line might be on this matchup? I got to believe that the Jags are going to be about a touchdown favorite. Is that much? That's, that's what I'm guessing it to be. Again, again, wow. if we're setting numbers now. I'll see if I can get an official one for us here. D. I don't know, don't know if it's out yet. Remember, the Jags got a game uh, against Houston this weekend. They're mm-hmm. laying four, four and a half on the road. And it's interesting. Different different strokes, different folks, right? 
Six. So okay. I thought it'd be around sevens, right there, around six. Okay, so we're we're closing so, that window. So let me just add something real quick. Mm-hmm. If you're going to take Tennessee to win the game, to win the division, then you should wait because the plus price on the money line is going to be probably about two dollars two ten, which is two. Okay, great. Two twenty, which is better than what you're going to get. Win the division, exactly. There it is. So yeah. that just look at it like basically that game's going to decide the division. So instead of playing money line for the game, figure out where the better money line price is if you want to back the Titans. I, I thought Frank Schwab made a great point earlier in this week, which was I would treat this as a fourth preseason game. Yep. If I'm Jacksonville, I'm doing the exact same thing. And they're not. And that's what's perplexing Why? to me. Doug Peterson said, that's not the way I do it. We're going to play our guys. Trevor Lawrence is out there, and we're going to go full bore. Now let's see if that changes as the game goes. But the Titans did not. They rested everybody that they needed to rest. The King, Derrick Henry, of course, didn't play. He was doubtful with the hip. I guarantee I won't guarantee. I would say if the game meant something, I bet you he would have been out there, the big rig yesterday. So Vrabel looking at it very differently than the way Doug Peterson's going. I thought Vrabel took it as a bye week at the right time. I thought it was a great move. You get a a Henry, he gets a week off, doesn't take the pounding. I mean, I'll tell you what, they're going to pull the 18-wheeler out, and they'll be ready to go. I mean, one game. Look, in a coaching match, if I know Peterson's got a Super Bowl, I'm taking Vrabel over Peterson every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I'll be thinking about that closely next week as well because, again, Joshua Dobbs did throw his first touchdown pass in the NFL yesterday against the Cowboys. Cowboys cover the number. Again, they have an outside shot still for the one seed. It would take the Eagles to lose twice. Minnesota has to lose once. And the Niners have to lose once. So you're telling me there's a chance. Did you think Dobbs did enough to where he kind of puts himself into play to be a second-string quarterback in the league for somebody next year? Absolutely, Amal. I mean, we look at that all the time, right? Right. Like guys that are Gardner Minshew, I think has proven that he might get a starting gig somewhere next year. I would agree with you. I'm not saying Joshua Dobbs is ready to take a starting job, but I think now he's come off the street and said, look what I can do in a week. Yeah. With, with Give me an offseason, and I'll be your backup quarterback somewhere. Yeah. I'd roll the dice with Joshua Dobbs as a backup, absolutely. So I thought it was a really good sign for him. I'm not saying they're pulling the plug altogether on Malik Willis, but that's not a good sign for your rookie out of Liberty when they're going to a guy that was not on the team two weeks ago to play in these, these games. I, I got to ask you real quickly. Your guy, uh, Dak Prescott, has been a turnover machine in the last six games. My goodness. Leads the league in picks. Uh, what's your what's your gut feeling on Dallas and where they're headed? Because it looks like as the way things shake out, they're going to be playing the Tampa Five Bay seed. Buccaneers uh, I'll in tell Tampa. You, if if the Cowboys keep playing games the way they are playing, i.e. three turnovers, mm-hmm. you know Dak, uh, you know doesn't handle the center uh, center exchange well. Two picks, one was Hender shot threw it to a safety, so that's really not on Dak. But the bad pick at the end of the first half, which burned my first half play, by the way, 10-3, that's a terrible, terrible play. The Cowboys have to clean it up offensively. Defensively, look, it was an anemic offense they were facing yesterday, so I'm, I'm not overly thrilled with that performance. Mike is out there with a the club in his hand, still getting takeaways. They're going to have to get more takeaways from the, if the offense is going to keep uh, playing like this, i.e. giving the opposition one, two extra chances. And against some of these elite teams, you know, the Niners might, you might not think they're elite offensively. You give them a couple of extra turnovers with that defense, and they're going to put 30 up on you. Same thing for the Vikings. I know that we don't like the Vikings with, with the stats and the analytics. You keep giving them a couple more turnovers, you're going to be in a dogfight. And the Eagles, you better not turn it over against the Eagles or you got no shot to win. I just want to see the Buccaneers go tempo the whole game. Hurry up offense. Let's that's see what, what Brady happens. does it the best, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's the way it shakes out in the NFC right now. So no real change there. But the Cowboys, of course, right now slated at the five seed at the worst. Very quickly, as we got the bowl game just starting here at the second half, Maryland and NC State. I just want to get your thoughts because I didn't get to talk to you yesterday. The Oklahoma game against Florida State last night. If you had Oklahoma, you were never really in jeopardy of, of not covering that number, right? They were getting 10. Yep. They lose by three last-second field goal. 
where has this been from from Oklahoma? Like Brett Venables and company, they played really well defensively, at least in the first half, and they they held up as best they could. Are you encouraged if you're a boomer sooner backer next year in the futures market? Because I really was. My takeaway was those are two really good football teams going into 2023. I, I like them a lot. I think um, Oklahoma, I'm not surprised defensively that they're going to be good or better next year because I, I think Venables is still probably the best defensive coordinator in college football. Mm. I, I keep saying that Clemson's going to have a drop off and it's going to, may not be this year, but in about a year or two, I think it's going to be a real problem when you look at uh, the Tigers going forward. I think Oklahoma will be fine as long as they're recruiting. And stay in the top 15, top 20, they'll, they'll be just fine. I like Saw Chuck, the young running back. Yeah. Um, you know, Marvin Mims is back. They've got talent. They're always going to bring in guys from Texas. They're going to do well. But give Oklahoma credit. And I'll tell you real quick Jordan Travis is an absolute dude. This guy, I, I love this kid. He's an absolute gamer. One of the more entertaining. I, I took Florida State last night in the second half, number second, and seven and a half. Yeah. Sweated it out. It, oh, it was I, not easy to get there, but I it took, got there. I took the money line at minus 140 because. They would have won by one, but I thought there might oh. be a two-point conversion in there. I didn't know if they would necessarily, and they get there and cover the second-half number. But, yeah, absolutely. You I know thought what they were saved win me the game. was Oklahoma went for two, two and made it and got it. Yeah, exactly. And that actually saved my Florida yeah. State second-half wager. So those numbers, uh, they're very interesting. Right now, uh, NC State is moving at their first possession against Maryland. Remember, uh, that game closed about Maryland getting two, which was an interesting line move there. And we'll talk about the other bowl games getting ready to kick between Pittsburgh and UCLA as well. Don't go anywhere. Just getting it started. A very, very busy final Friday of 2022. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The countdown to 2023 has started in Bet Rivers Online Sports because you cover to start off the new year with a bang. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log on to BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app on December 31st, receive a 22% profit boost. Then again, when you log in January 1st, 2023, you get a 20% three percent profit boost on any qualifying offer that's right so celebrate with bet rivers and get not one but two profit boosts it is a whole new ballgame back alongside the Shaw, dave ross here pittsburgh and ucla just getting it started in the sun bowl and it looks sunny in the uh, sun bowl but i saw something that i don't know that i've seen before but i believe you have so we have a kickoff pittsburgh will receive the opening kickoff <laughs> And it's the touchback. So we start the ball at the 25-yard line. No big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Delay of the game before we've actually begun the game. So how can you delay a game that hasn't begun yet? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> that's Pat Narduzzi for you. I remember Ohio State <laughs> did that against Miami in the national championship game. Opening play of the game, you get a delay of game. I'm, to me, it's this is just inexcusable. <laughs> how does it, it really happen? Sh- yeah, how no does it idea. happen? No idea. <laughs> you, can't, you can't snap the ball. Well, well, good news for pit backers here, and I did uh, back the Pit Panthers today. The number went up from eight uh, all the way to nine, so I didn't get the best of the number. Got mm-hmm. it at eight here. Uh, you know what I do, Amal? This is my simple handicap. You know this stuff much better than I do, certainly at the college level. I just look at the opt-outs, and mm-hmm. I look at all the people that won't be playing. That was kind of mm-hmm. part of my deal with Maryland and NC State. Tons of opt-outs on both sides. And I just go, I'm going to grab the points when I feel like we've got an equal number of opt-outs on either side. You're absolutely right. But I'll tell you, we talked about this earlier in the week, and these unders are just coming through like flying colors. Obviously, the Oklahoma game notwithstanding, but the Texas game didn't come close to going over that total. Nope. Uh, You look at this NC State-Maryland game right now at 19 points here in the first half. Excuse me. And Maryland's about to punt. Put uh, I'm sorry. NC State's about to punt. Put Maryland back uh, inside their own 20 in all likelihood here. So I, I think it's still a pretty prudent play because you just don't have the continuity with these nope. offenses right now. And that time off seems to have been a bit of a factor. By the way, did you happen to catch the Texas game at all? Or were you watching oh, Cowboys? Yes. That okay. was, that was uh, one of my games of the day yesterday uh, back in those Huskies. And it felt like took a money line. I also yeah. grabbed the three as, as well. But felt like it was never really in jeopardy. It wasn't. Uh, especially after Texas has got a wide open touchdown. Ewers puts it right on the receiver, and somehow he drops it in the middle of the third quarter. That's when I went, oh, Texas not winning this game. I, I said the same thing. Xavier Worthy drops the ball. He had two drops in the third quarter Short yesterday. Touchdown. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I was like, boy, Texas is in trouble here. And when you look at it, it, it just surprises me 
it seems like certain teams are so disengaged. Mm. And I think that's something that's important. You got to take advantage of from a betting standpoint, you know, does a team, their expectations, where do they sit with where they're playing? And I think Texas thought they're probably better than they really were. Then again, UT people have thought they were better than they really are for about 50 <laughs> years in football. So it doesn't really surprise me. You know, I'm glad you brought that game up though, because Michael Penix Jr. is coming back to Washington mm-hmm. next year. The Pac-12 feels like when we look at the Heisman's, and obviously they got the reigning defending. Don't even say it. They got Caleb Williams already, who just won the Heisman, right? It feels like you've got quarterback. You is now in the Pac-12 at least for next year. They got stud quarterbacks all over the place. Michael Penix Jr. When I watch him play, he reminds me of a left-handed Brett Favre, of a guy that's got he can make every throw. There's there's the arm strength is undeniable. But I wonder if when you have that much talent in your arm that you think you can make every throw, and sometimes you take shots that you shouldn't take. I'm watching Talia Tungavailoa today for Maryland, and there's rumors that he might, this could be his last game for Maryland, whether or not he's going to decide to take his, you know, wares to the NFL. What do you make of, Talia doesn't have the arm strength that a Michael Penix Jr. does, but what, what's the trait you want in a quarterback the most? Like, is it? The brains that we're talking about with the Joshua Dobbs, or is it the, the raw talent that you have in guys like Michael Penix Jr.? I well, I Penix is not a guy I feel the same way you do. Really? About. Yeah. Um, I, I, and we had a discussion about Washington a while back. I, look, I think their offense is great. McMillan's a tremendous receiver. That yeah. touchdown catch. Oh my he, goodness! He took that thing right off the turf. It was unbelievable. But I think Penix's problem is too many throws are errant. Yeah, I mean, that throw to McMillan, it's just a simple post route. Just, you know, you just hit him between the one and the one, and it's mm-hmm. an easy touchdown. Instead, McMillan makes a tremendous catch. Um, I think their guys get open. I think they've got good receivers. I just don't think that he's accurate enough. And accuracy to me, Bill Polian talked about this. The most important thing for a quarterback is accuracy. Mm. And, and I feel like Penix lacks that a little bit. You know, you're talking about futures for the Heisman. I'm going to tell you a guy to pay attention to. Bring it. Jordan Travis. Woo! Because he's a dual threat, just like Caleb Williams is, but he's a little bit more of a runner. He's got a little more straight line speed, whereas Williams a little bit more quickness. Um, and you know, for Williams, it'll be tough to go back to back simply because it seems like the voters don't want to generally, generally give somebody the back to back. We see this, right? Archie Griffin's the last guy to win it back to back. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson actually had a better year. Yeah. that Baker Mayfield won the Heisman than Lamar did when he uh, didn't win it compared so, to the season he won it. So when we get to those futures and they're posted mm-hmm. for next year. Be careful about going Caleb Williams just because there is voter fatigue. Whether or not that should be a real thing or not, it seems to exist. I, you know, you say most outstanding player. I thought Bryce Young was amazing this year. And I know yeah. a lot of people don't want to give him credit because Alabama lost two games. They had another game against a and barely, barely eked it out. He didn't play in that game. I, I thought Bryce Young was the reason why Alabama was competitive all year. All right, so uh, we'll see how that market plays out. But they do have some really talented quarterbacks in the Pac-12 coming back next year. Nice win for Washington last night over Texas. By the way, back to the Sun Bowl here very quickly. Uh, We're both on uh, Pittsburgh, and Stephanie's on Pittsburgh. Sean's on Pittsburgh. Everybody's on Pittsburgh here Mm -hmm. uh, at at Vston today, at least for big bets. Uh, Pretty good opening drive, almost a disaster. as almost a pick there in the uh, red zone. Or the green zone, as it should be called, I for agree. Pittsburgh. I never understood why it's called <laughs> why the red, red zone. Like it's that red is stop, green is go. You want to go and, and get that red, thing. Red and balance sheets and accounting is negative. Right. So, so why, why is this a negative thing? It should be the green zone. Uh, but right now, Pittsburgh with a third and goal at about the six. My part of the handicap, and I think you have to do this in college. Now, certainly, when we get the national. We're going to talk a lot about the national semifinals coming up Saturday. Motivation will not be an issue there. Yeah. But I look at it, I go, how motivated will UCLA be and Chip Kelly to play in this game today? I would agree with you. I think it's a little bit of a disappointment for the Bruins. When you look at it halfway through the season, this team had an opportunity to play for the Pac-12 title. Are you really that excited about playing in El Paso in this particular matchup? And I'll tell you another play, and it might be tough right now 
But this uh, under, if you can get still under 51 and a half is oh. one I would look at. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Pittsburgh will play some defense. Um, offensively, they are an under dream. No, yeah. Nobody's better than Minnesota. Minnesota's the greatest under team in the world. They just want to work that clock as Nick Patty's going to try and potentially scramble oh, here. He's got something. Oh, we got fourth and goal from the four. Take, kick, kick it. No break. You got to kick goal. it. Field goal. And so, again, an under's dream, this is a, almost a seven-minute drive that could end up in a field goal. I'll probably end up putting my foot in my mouth, but I'm willing to bet anything that he's taking the field goal, and here's why. Seven-nothing against Penn State a few years ago. Pittsburgh with the ball fourth and goal at the one-yard line. He kicks the field goal. Oh, so I'm extremely confident that Narduzzi's taking the field goal. He's here. kicking it from the one. He's kicking it from the four. In a game down seven nothing with about six seven minutes to go. How in the world do you do that down I, seven in the fourth? I don't know. Quarter? I went on a rant and said Narduzzi should be fired right then and there. If I'm the athletic director, I, I would have come down and said, "Listen, we don't even need you to coach the rest of the game. You're relieved of your duties." Is there any way that he just didn't realize time and scores? Maryland. Oh, I thought they had a big play down inside the ten. We're gonna. It's gonna be a fun one to sweat out here. It feels like live bet today. Absolutely right. So switch, switch the name of the show for, for today. The, um, <laughs> as, oh, by the way, shocker. Pitt takes the field goal and they make it. So I know that social media is probably ablaze right now with Narduzzi kicking it there. By the way, Maryland had a similar situation. They had a fourth and goal on their first drive. Yeah. Got it down to the two. Went for it. Didn't get it. I, I didn't have a problem with that call because I think the Terrapins are much better offensively. This That was from the two. This was from the four. Yeah. I look at this game. You've got a good defense. This feels like... Unless UCLA blows up offensively, this game feels like 20 to 17, 24 17. Take the points while you can get them in this game between Pitt and UCLA. Not that it's going to be limited scoring, but I just feel like Maryland has the capability of moving the ball at will against other teams as Tulia hits a play for Man. about 25 yards on a crossing route on third and nine. Terps back in business and a Big Ten with an opportunity to go 3 and 0 so far in the bowl games. You know, I wonder very quickly as we're watching Talia here, of course, the younger brother of Tua Tungavaloa. And again, I mentioned that the rumor is around Maryland that he might be turning pro potentially after this game. In what field? Well, that was my question for you, sir. Is there going to be a stigma now that, well, your brother's not big enough to play at this level, right? Not, not that he's not big enough, but he clearly. The physicality of the game is affecting Tua, and we hope Tua is fine. I mean, nobody's brooding against Tua to live by law. Right. Everybody wants him to be healthy and be okay. But I wonder if there will be a stigma attached with they're a little bit slight at the quarterback position. And I say it all the time, small guys at quarterbacks in the NFL, I don't care how fast you are, you get hurt, hit. And when you get hit, you get hurt. It, it, look, we saw Cam Newton break down a little bit as big as Cam is, right? So – when you play that position, you got to be able to take a pounding. I don't know that he can at the next level. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And I still think his accuracy leaves a little bit to be desired. And, you know, you mentioned uh, Tua. If I'm the Miami Dolphins, I am not signing him long-term yet mm. because I need to know the health situation. I mean, you see so many of these deals, you know, Josh Towers in the studio, we were talking baseball with him on some of these egregious contracts, the Correa one coming off the knee injury, San Francisco backs out of the contract, and then the Mets go and sign him. So to me, I would be a lot more cautious I, my, my thing is, if you're a team, I would rather miss a guy or miss out on some player than sign a guy that handicaps you like the Denver Broncos are with Russell Wilson now, unless he can get fixed going into next year. I don't know how you – look, it, it, Russ is going to the Hall of Fame, right? So I'd never like to doubt guys that – and I know, like, we stay right now with a question mark. It Thanks. used to be a given. I saw Stephanie. Yeah, that's how you she saw cringed. that, right? I saw she it. cringed she, when I said Hall of Fame. But I know that, like, I know this year has been a disaster – but his resume is probably Hall of Fame worthy. I, I have no idea why she's shaking her head, but Miss Brady over there, and nobody but Brady. Uh, well, she's got a point. It's, we've, <laughs> we've watered down the hall now. There should be a separate hall. Well, as for soon Brady. as Eli gets in, it'll be completely watered down. <laughs> Come on back. We got much more to get to here on Big Bets on these and these sports betting network. 
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients. It's completely tobacco-free, plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And buy it today. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We roll on on this edition of Big Bets. And Amal, you and I were, you know, we, we saw Mike Vrabel, the way that he approached last night's Tennessee yeah. Titans game against the Cowboys, basically saying, let's just not get anybody hurt. Let's get Joshua Dobbs in the system. And let's start thinking about next week against Duval because we know that the division title and a route to the playoffs is all there. And we thought that was the exact same thing for the Jaguars. But Stephanie, our crack producer, Steph said, you know what? There is a, a glimmer of hope. That if the Jags were to win against Houston, but still lose to, to the Titans, they could somehow sneak in, possibly still as a wild card. There's an that that route does not exist for the Titans, but only for the Jags. So now it makes sense while Doug, why Doug Peterson is going to go, you know what, to the wall and try to win this game against Houston. Yeah, uh, it does. But I have to be honest with you. I don't think realistically they're going to be able to get in. This is like one of those situations where you got fourth down and 10. And if you save that timeout, instead of going with your best play, you want to save it for the defensive side of the Mm -hmm. ball with a minute to go because you're like, I can call three timeouts. You know, to me, just get ready for this game against Houston. You've got, excuse me, Tennessee. You've got a great opportunity against a backup quarterback, whether it's a second stringer or a guy who just came in off the street and Joshua Dobbs. They do have additional three days anyway, Tennessee does. So that's a little bit of an advantage. If you're Doug Peterson, I get the argument in terms of, you know, making it in the playoffs in another scenario, but I'm looking right now where this team is at mm-hmm. at seven and eight, you got new England, the jets, the Steelers. I mean, you've got too many Man. teams there. Even the Raiders are still mathematically alive with Jared Stidham at the helm. Well, so they're done. They're done. <laughs> um, it just doesn't make sense to me. And so from that standpoint, I, I don't agree with it. I would just be all in on that game against Tennessee. If I said to you as a coach, Dave, Mm -hmm. you've got one game against a division opponent with a backup quarterback on your home field to win the division, or you can try and get into the wild card and go play Kansas city or potentially uh, Cincinnati or Buffalo. What are you looking to do? And to me, I'm looking to put all my chips in on that one game against the team at home. I'm with you. If they get up against Houston, maybe by halftime, I might think about taking out Trevor Lawrence. I mean, really, because boy, that kid goes down. Goodbye season. We're not hoping, but injuries are a real thing. Dak Prescott almost got hurt in that game last night. He had a limp, and I was like, oh, no. Like, why is he playing? This is kind of meaningless for the Cowboys, too. Similar situation. Outside chance to still win the division, but more realistic as a five seed. Uh, they got away playing with fire there, Scarecrow, that's for sure. Let's get to Nick Whalen, of course, from Rotowire. We have money each and every week. You can follow him on Twitter, as I do, at Whalen. Again, substitute the L for a one. Nick, we were just talking about the Jaguars now, and it does make some semblance of sense, a little bit, but I get them all's point. Like, why are you playing everybody against the Texans? But there is an outside shot that they could get in there still via wild card. Does that change your handicap for the Jags against the Texans at all come this weekend? You know, it's something that you absolutely have to take into account, but I, I still like the Jags minus four here for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, like you said, there is still that chance that they could get in as a wild card. And 538 has it at 9%. You know, it's one of those things where you need like five events to happen. But all those events individually are not that unlikely to the point where I think if you're Jacksonville, 
you at least have to see this through. They need the Dolphins to lose to the Pats, and they need the Dolphins to lose to the Jets, their final two games. They need the Jets to lose to Seattle this week. They need the Bills to beat the Patriots in Week 18, uh, and then they need the Steelers to lose out. Now, is that likely? Not at all. Of course it's not. But to me, not any one of those individual events is like completely unfathomable. So I think if you're the Jags, you want to at least keep that possibility alive, especially because it looks like Tennessee might have a little bit of life with Josh Jobs. I, I can tell you <laughs> as a Jags fan, I would much rather face Malik Willis uh, than Josh Dobbs, who I thought actually made some pretty good throws last night. So I, I totally see your point, uh, Dave. I, I think you mentioned you know the possibility of the Jags pulling starters early. To me, that's what's more likely. I, I think they they play a full first half. You know, I, I think there's kind of a vengeance factor here. They lost to the Houston Texans yep. mm. earlier this season. I, I think you, you want to avenge that. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, this is not the Chiefs. This is not a team like the Packers. I mean, you don't have all this playoff history to fall back on, playoff experience. Like, the Jaguars are riding momentum. They're a hot team right now. I don't think you want to cool off and maybe lose a game at home to the Houston Texans. Like, I think you want to keep that rolling, and I think you got to be responsible about it. So if it's... 20 to three Jacksonville going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Pull Trevor Lawrence, pull Trevor ET or Travis Etienne. Uh, and then, you know, if Houston gets back and covers four, I'll live with that. Uh, but I, I think Jacksonville wants to win this game. They want to keep this momentum going. And look, the other side of this is Houston should have no interest in winning this game. The Chicago bears are hot in their tail mm -hmm. for the number one pick. Yeah. I think you make a lot of uh, good points. there, compelling points from that uh, standpoint. Nick, do you believe Dobbs will start potentially against Jacksonville or do you think it'll be Malik Willis? I think it's going to be Dobbs. I, I don't see why you make that change um, at this time. You know, I think if anything, you want to get Malik Willis as many reps as possible. Sure. So I didn't really view last night as like a preservation of Malik Willis. I, I think we see Josh Dobbs. I, I think he played well enough. He made he made a lot of throws that Malik Willis cannot make. That scares me. Um, <laughs> you know, through an interception, he wasn't fantastic. We got to be realistic about what we're looking at. But I, I think Josh Dobbs, as of right now probably gives Tennessee a slightly better chance than Malik Willis. Although I wouldn't be surprised if we see both quarterbacks used next week. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Patriots in their game against the fish. And obviously a really important game for both teams here. We know that Tua Tungabagola, I don't know that he's been ruled out for the entire game. I know he's in concussion protocol. He has been ruled out. Okay. So it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater uh, going for sure. Cause I remember earlier in the week, there was some question about that. The number really hasn't moved that much here from a point and a half, just up to a two and a half which surprises me a little bit, Nick, that it didn't get up over three or even three and a half here. What do you make of that subtle line move with the difference of quarterback for the fish? Yeah, I think if anything, it just speaks to the Tua that we've seen for the last four or five weeks, right? I mean, I think going from bad Tua, interception prone Tua, uh, you know, potentially concussed Tua to healthy Teddy Bridgewater is not that big of a downgrade. And it, it seems kind of crazy because a month and a half ago, we were talking about Tua as the potential MVP of the league, but it's been kind of a slow decline for Tua. You know, obviously last week, the concussion, we think at least factored into uh, some of that decision-making down the stretch against Green Bay, but he was awful. I thought Miami was the better team for the bulk of that game against Green Bay. If they don't throw three consecutive interceptions in the fourth quarter, the Dolphins probably win that game. So does Teddy have as high of a ceiling as a healthy Tua? Absolutely not. Definitely not. But I, I think the floors are relatively comparable, and I think the Dolphins are still going to have a pretty decent chance here, uh, you know, Bridgewater quietly 43 and 22 ATS in his career. Uh, and he's, he's 15 and 15 ATS in his last 30 games. So at one point he was 28 and seven ATS to begin his career. He's 20 and four ATS as a road dog in his career. So there, there are some numbers that point to the Dolphins competing here with that said, you're running into a really tough defense in new England. And the Patriots are one of those teams to me that feel like they should have been eliminated like three weeks ago from the playoffs. <laughs> and yet somehow they control their own destiny guys.
I would agree with you on that point. I want to go to a game in the AFC, excuse me, the NFC South. I know everybody's excited for this one. Carolina and Tampa. I mean, this is obviously going to be for the division. Uh, Carolina still could potentially find a way to collapse at the end of the year. But if Tampa wins this one, this thing is over. How do you see this one? I like the Buccaneers. I played it earlier in the week at three. I thought the line would go up. Now it's at three and a half. Mm -hmm. If you are this offense, why not just go with some tempo here early on, Nick? I think you have to, you know, every week it's the exact same thing for Tampa Bay. Uh, they attempt to run the ball the first two or three series of the game. It doesn't work. And then we just see the Tom Brady short pass raid for the rest of the game. And I, I think that's probably what happens here again. I mean, Tampa Bay has already lost 21 to three to Carolina earlier this season. So I, I think Carolina comes into this game with a fair amount of confidence. Uh, with that said, it, it just feels like this is going to be one of those classic grinded out Tom Brady wins. You know, it's like, are, are you really taking Tom Brady in this spot? Uh, you know, or excuse me, are you really taking Sam Darnold? I should say in this spot against Tom Brady, that just seems like a, a kind of a losing equation with all that said, I really want the Panthers to win this game as a, as a neutral observer. I am so sick of watching this Tampa Bay team. They're just soul crushing week after week after week. I think it would be a significantly more fun story for Carolina uh, going into week 18 against new Orleans, controlling its own destiny. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Amal. It just feels like this is kind of one of those Tom Brady, ugly inevitability type of wins. Nick, I got a couple minutes to go here. Give me some hope. Operation Keep the Giants out of the playoffs took a big hit a couple of Sundays ago in D.C. when the officials helped out Big Blue to get that win. Now the Colts are coming in town off just a, an abysmal performance against the Chargers. But Nick Foles going back against the, the G-Men here. Is there a potential upset in the works here? I don't know if I would go as far as to say the Colts win this game, but I think it's going to be really competitive. I, I played the Colts plus six earlier this week. Uh, for one, the Giants don't score a ton of points. We got a low total in this game. I, I know it's hovering around 40. That's under 40 at some books. Uh, the Giants have scored more than 24 points one time all season. That was a 27-point eruption uh, against the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> so, like, no matter what, even in their convincing wins, they, they don't look like blowouts because they just don't score that many points. So I, I think this could easily be like a 21-17 win for the Giants where you feel like they, they dominated the game, but then they only win by four. Uh, the Colts are also one of those teams where, like, I, I think at times we can overrate, you know, when, when you say, like, oh, this team doesn't want to win. They, they need to be worried about draft position. The Colts are one of those teams where I could see Jim Irsay influencing this game. Like, they do not want to win. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Nick. Uh, hey, we appreciate you as always, my friend. Happy New Year to you. We'll catch up in 2023. Hey, same to you guys. Best of luck this weekend. Thank there you. he is, Nick Whalen. Does a great job at Rotowire. Come on back. We'll give you some updated numbers in the bowl games that are in progress right now. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. v Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on v the sports betting network. Bowl season is here. VEASAN has you covered. We've got pick spreads and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VEASAN.com. Check out all of our bowl betting coverage while you're there. Now's a great time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for just $79. You get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. So visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside them all, shall we keep rolling here with big bets? Uh, Pittsburgh is kicking a 70-yard field goal, I believe. Pat Narduzzi is going to kick it on fourth and five. Three seconds ago, no, it's only 49 yards, but in college, it feels like automatic. My goodness, Narduzzi, coach of the year, knows what he's doing. It's good. <laughs> and the Pitt Panthers, at the end of one, have cut this UCLA DTR playing, of course, for the Bruins to 7-6, but they didn't have any luck stopping DTR. By the way, three possessions in the first quarter, that's it. Two field goals for Pitt, one touchdown for UCLA. Yeah, one came out a big play from UCLA. That I think it was about a 40, 50-yard play. So, really been a uh, time-consuming drive uh, so far by Pitt. Talk about dominating time and possession so far for the Panthers. Um, and Pitt, by the way, knocked off North Carolina in college hoops today. Come from behind, oh. got a 76-74 win. Dave, um, time of possession first quarter. Go ahead and guess on this one. Just give me the minutes. You don't have to be specific. Okay, I'll say 11 minutes for Pitt, four for UCLA. 12 minutes and 10 seconds to 250. Wow. And they don't have the lead. They do not I, get I, was exactly this, right. I was doing this because Narduzzi put his arms up for the good kick. Yeah. Like if I was a coach, well, first of all, I'd be a terrible coach. But if I was a coach, mm-hmm. I would celebrate like a madman. Like, like I made the kick. Like Narduzzi didn't do anything. Getting kick. excited about a field goal at the end of the first quarter yeah, and make it like, down one. Both arms up. We're still losing. Can, can we can we teach some of the people like European soccer when you're down, you score the goal, you just take the ball, you run back to the center line to get the game started again instead of celebrating down three scores? Which Grammatica was it? Uh, it wasn't Bill not, Grammatica. Yeah, Bill Grammatica. Mm-hmm. It's still the greatest reaction that unfortunately ended an almost career-ending injury. First quarter celebration against the Giants. A first quarter field goal, and he jumped up like he just won the Super Bowl, came down ACL. Out. But look, I, like, I don't get mad at that. Like, dude, it's fun. It's a sport. Have a good time. I, I get it, but here's the problem with that celebration. You're, You're a team, kicker. No, it's not that. Your oh. team is disappointed. You're not kicking a field goal because it was a successful scenario. <laughs> this is the, the, the game. first quarter, right? Right, like you're kicking the field goal because the offense failed in its goal. 
It's a good point. Uh, by the way, Maryland uh, in control of this game, but yet it's only a four-point lead, 13-9 over NC State, about two and, a, two and I, some change to go here in the third quarter. I thought you made a great point there. I've never seen a team be more dominant wow. in a half and just one play away from potentially losing. It is amazing right now. So, again, Maryland in control, but probably want to get one more score if your Terps backer uh, to kind of have some, some breathing room. We do have some breaking news in the NFL, and I know you go, well, Cardinals, why do we care about the Cardinals? Well, the number's on the move against the Falcons, and they're now getting four and a half on the ROAD in the ATL, and you go, well, you're going to get four and a half with Trace McSorley? Nope. Trace McSorley will not be the starting quarterback. So, well, we had heard maybe Colt McCoy was going to be back. Nope, Colt McCoy has not been cleared. He will not be able to go. So the starting quarterback for your Arizona Cardinals is David Blau. He will get the start for Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury, who – if he's going to go down with the ship, he might be going down with David Blau. Oh, look, I mean, you know, Cliff Kingsbury will be fine. You don't I'm, think he's getting the ax? No, I don't, I'm not talking about that. Oh, I'm oh. just saying he's getting paid. He's, he's good. To, you, know, like, you fire me, I'm still getting paid. Yeah, absolutely. That's and why he's he, going to be fine. He's fine, exactly. So from that standpoint, everything will be okay. But, um, you know, David Blau, I, I just look at him. He's not a guy who's going to be able to stretch the field. Stephanie was telling us in the commercial that DeAndre Hopkins left practice yeah. with a potential knee injury today. Man. Don't know the severity of it, but that's something to pay attention to. And I think it's reflected in this line. You're seeing a 40, uh, four and a half in favor of the Falcons. I'm going to tell you, Dave, I'm looking potentially at the under here in this game. I think, you know, no pits in the lineup for Atlanta. You look at Desmond Ritter. What's he going to do? David Blau. I don't think he would throw the ball 50 yards down the field if there was no defense on the field. You know, I played this over on Monday when it was 40 and a half. But again, I always feel like I'm, I'm, the information is going against me. And now it's gone up, for some reason, went up to 42. Seen some 41 and a halfs out there. Now, again, it's just a point. But the point is now, if I had known that McSorley wasn't going to be able to go, not that I was enthralled with McSorley, but we talked about it. Like, this kind of feels like a preseason game. Ritter's going to – you see what you have with Ritter. So, I think they're going to take more chances in the air for these teams. So you're not going to do that with David Blau. But David Blau's not the future. With McSorley, at least you'd like to see if you had something there. What do you have, a second stringer? Right, like is it like we're talking about like with Joshua Dobbs. Do I have a guy that I at least want in the quarterback room, right? That's fair. But like David Blau, you're not going to take the top off the defense with David Blau. So I don't like my overplay now with that quarterback news change for Arizona because, again, I think McSorley, they were going to try to see if he can actually run the offense. What was your number at? 40 and a half. Oh, so I would come back. I would come back right now with the under at forty-one and a half, and this way you hope probably you not that, likely it's it, lands on, it lands on forty-one. But that is a good educational tool, though, right? Yeah. That if all of a sudden you don't like the position you have, like I Correct. have, because of the news that changes as the week goes on. Sure, it's the smallest of windows, just a one-point window, but at least the possibility to get out of that bad bet, you can do it that way. Yeah, and by the way, I apologize. I'm not saying that your play is bad. No. Right? You know, just because I like the other side doesn't mean it's the wrong play. It's just all I'm saying is that if you're not comfortable with David Blau playing quarterback and if you're not thinking it's an offensive game, you still have an opportunity. You know, perfect example, and you know, we'll get into this a little bit more in, in kind of in our pro tips in terms of middling games. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to take a number. For example, last night I took – um, Loyola Marymount second half plus four against Portland. And then LMU at one point was laying 22 and a half. Whoa. So I came back with Portland and game ends up at 20. So it's a great middle opportunity. So in, in certain situations, if you can give some big numbers there, you have a great opportunity to middle it, really, really take advantage of that. So you can win both sides. And just for people that may not be familiar with that. So let's say you bet 110 on LMU to win a hundred plus four, and then you come back with, uh, so that made them plus nine for the game. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I'm sorry, made, made them minus nine for the game because right. they were up 13 at the break. And then you come back with Portland, who was plus 22 and a half. So you, you've got an incredible opportunity there on the end game. So just something to pay attention to. So if you bet 110 on one side and you bet 110 on the other side, at worst, you're going to lose $10. But if the game lands in between 10 points and 22, you've got an opportunity to win 200. Love it. That's what our buddy Tim Doyle would call the middle village. And you he, you <laughs> headed to the middle village and uh, uh, there was a vacancy there. So nice, nicely done on your part. Uh, let's talk about some of these other bowl games that we have not gotten to. By the way, Maryland did punt it back to NC State. So the Wolfpack have it back down 13-9. UCLA on the move again. They're up 7-6, 13 minutes to go here in the second quarter. Dave, I'm very proud of you. What's that? You haven't said don't turn your back on the Wolfpack or whatever you say. Don't turn your back on the Wolfpack. <laughs> It might end up in a body bag. That's the NWO for old wrestling people out there. Which, by the way, for me, that was the greatest incarnation of professional wrestling. Did you? You weren't a big wrestling guy. Do I? Do I strike you as Wes Reynolds? Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, the Outsiders. Loved tell you, it. I tell you one thing. I saw. Um, I forgot what the program was called, but it was the uh, rivalry. Uh, piece between the Colorado Avalanche and um, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. And Darren McCarty looks like he was a wrestler. I mean, if you look <laughs> at him, oh, my God, if you could get a shot of that, it was unbelievable. I tell you what, uh, very quickly, just the, the kind of this pathway down to wrestling, had uh, Diamond Dallas Page, DDP, mm -hmm. uh, on one of my old shows in Chicago, came in studio, and he does something called DDPY Yoga. Yeah, he's a monster. He is a monster. He's now, I believe, 60. Mm -hmm. He took his leg and put it square over his head and held it with, I can't touch my toes. Wow. And DDP can still do that. So if he ever comes out to Vegas, we'll have him on the show, and we'll figure out a way to make it into gambling. Uh, but, again, those wrestlers sometimes, it's just good to see some of them out there still kicking, and it really is helpful for the old wrestlers out there to try to get them back on a healthy path. I mentioned the Gator Bowl briefly here, Notre Dame against South Carolina. We talk a little bit about opt-outs, mm -hmm. and we know Michael Meyer – Myers, Meyer, might be the greatest, the best tight end. You can make the argument in college football. He won't be there for Notre Dame. Yeah. Neither will the quarterback. So Pine's out as well. So when you look at this game, I thought, wow, South Carolina might be the right side here. But then I, I looked, and South Carolina's got a number of transfers as well. How do you handicap this one here with South Carolina getting points up to four and a half against Notre Dame? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You mentioned Mayer being out for the Irish and Drew Pine in the transfer portal as well. Um, to me, the question is, can the Notre Dame defense slow down South Carolina and Spencer Rattler? They really played well down the stretch against Tennessee, against Clemson. Mm -hmm. I think when you look at the Notre Dame defense, I would compare it to what Clemson's talent was. Uh, I think Clemson was more talented, but I think Notre Dame's got a, still a very good defense. This is an intriguing game. Didn't play this game, but I'm actually looking forward to this matchup. And by the way, I think it's probably like one of the few times in my life I'll be pulling for the Irish in this game. Really? Oh, you know me. I'm an anti-SEC guy. I respect <laughs> the league, but I'm not pulling for these. You know, South Carolina is a perfect example of these guys that you see at games that are like SEC. Of course you're going to yell SEC because you guys suck. You haven't won anything. Okay, so you've won in women's basketball. Nobody's paying attention to that right now when you're talking about the SEC. It's all about college football. And these are the fans that chant SEC. Tell you right now, watching the fourth quarter, if the Gamecocks are up, they'll be chanting SEC. I think you're right. When you're when you're in the lower echelon, like South Carolina, hey, look, I like Shane Beamer. I think he's done a really I think good he's job, done with, tremendous job with the program. I think they're they're live today, but I'm more, I'm with you. I think I'm I'm gonna look in game here to see how that one plays out in that first quarter. I didn't play this one, but if you said to me play the game, I would take South Carolina in the four and a half before I take the Irish, and I'll also take a look at the plus one seventy five. I think it's a pretty good number. I think they've got as good of a chance to win this game. Uh, as almost any matchup where you've seen team catching more than three points. Got a couple other ball games today to get to, and we'll get to those games on the other side of a very short break, so don't go anywhere. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.